0: Welcome back to the Struggling Pastors Podcast. My name is Tian Doan, and it is it has been a long time since uh, we've been on air. We haven't recorded an episode during this whole uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, life has been kind of crazy, but I thought that this would be a good opportunity to uh, restart things and to get... Um, Uh, get a little bit more intentional in in this uh, new year that we just started. It is right now uh, February of 2021. And uh, we've been in this pandemic since almost a year, since last March about. And uh, during this time, it's just been real. It's been real difficult. It's been real difficult. Everything's been turned upside down. And we have really felt that in the church. Uh, churches uh, haven't been meeting, if you're anything like mine, I mean, there's, I guess there's different places Um, in, I'm in California and uh, we've been uh, locked down for, um, for the majority of this time and our church, the church I lead, we've been doing ministry on Zoom for 10, 11 months now and it's kind of crazy that we haven't seen um, people face to face, Uh, but it's, it's, it's been working out and but, one of the things that I wanted to do is is just to um give you a little bit of encouragement i've been thinking a lot about about my life and ministry and what God has called me to do and one of the things that that I feel just very passionate about is helping you helping other pastors out there I know for uh, for myself um the community of pastors really has been. Has been the thing that that has kept me afloat. The encouragement of other pastors, and so I wanted to restart this. It, it, it's going to we're going to experiment with a different format. We're going to do some uh, different interviews, and some uh, some of it's going to be some solo episodes. In the past, we you know it was me and my my friend Israel Gomez that we we did this together, but um, this is probably going to. Be a solo effort. Uh, you're going to hear majority, just mainly for me, um, moving forward, and I'll do some interviews. But uh, today, I, I just wanted to restart with with uh, some words of encouragement and and a concept that I've been wrestling with, and I am very encouraged about. It. I've been sharing this with people from my church and other. Pastors that I mentor, you know, I I, I train and coach and mentor uh, church planters. Um, one of the things that I've been noticing out there is that the majority of people, and specifically pastors, those in ministry, there's just just this this sense of weariness that we are just weary of soul. We're just exhausted, and I've been meditating for. Appeared a couple months now on Isaiah chapter, chapter 40. And that has been just a huge encouragement um, to me because, it, you know, it is so real. Isaiah 40 is just so real. The whole book of Isaiah, it's, it's just about a, a people who are struggling, uh, struggling with their, their relationship with God, they're their experiencing impending uh, judgment and there's just different things going on there but in the midst of the the prophecies about judgment god tells isaiah to to speak tenderly speak gently to to his people to comfort his people and isaiah 40 it ha, was has been just a real encouragement to my soul in um in starting with verse uh, 27 it it goes, he says, why, why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. And we, we, we hear that there's people just like you and me who are going through some stuff and wrestling and doubting. I've had several of my friends in ministry that I've known for a long time um, during this time, move on their churches close down in just utter discouragement and you know it 's just really hard it 's really hard uh, churches some churches close down, and what I wanted to do here is just I wanted to encourage you with some words from from the Bible about how do you find healing for your weary soul in uh, in verse um, in verse 31 of Isaiah, it, it says, Those who hope in the Lord or those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like eagles. They shall, shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And there's a promise there. There's a promise of, of renewal. There's a promise of renewal there. And what I wanted to encourage you about is this. You know, we're in ministry because we, we care about, about God. We care about God's people. We, we want to make a difference. Um, but, you know, to be a good pastor, one of the things that you have to realize is that the first person that you have to pastor is yourself, that you have to learn how to shepherd your own soul before you can try to shepherd someone else's soul. And I want to encourage you to speak tenderly to yourself and to find healing for your emotional weariness. It's just been such a trying time because, you know, they say, they say you know, distress comes when there's crisis and transition. And... Like this whole year, the the uh, has been one crisis after another, one transition after another. There, there's sh- social unrest, issues with with uh, racial injustice, the pandemic, crazy stuff with all the politics going on. There's there's division. Uh, it, it's just crazy. Everything ev- everything's been crazy, and during those times, we. You know, it's at times of distress. And you, we've been in it so long that we're used to it, but you got to realize that our soul is not made to go through this constant period of, of distress. So what I want to encourage you to do is to shepherd your own soul. And I, I came up with, um, with a tool i call it uh i call it how to heal your soul and the word heal um h e a l is is an acronym uh, about four steps that you can implement in your life that will help you find renewal for your soul that your strength will be renewed it comes from it comes from isaiah uh, forty some thoughts here so this is what this is what i encourage you to do um pastor Minister, shepherd, if you are feeling a little low, if you feel like right now you're just discouraged or you're just tired, you know, I want to offer you four suggestions, four words of encouragement about how, how do you find your way out of this, this dark night? So the, the first, uh, um, step is this, is, uh, honesty, uh, that's the H in, in the word heal. So it starts with honesty. That you have to be honest with yourself. You know, most of the time when I ask people, hey, how, how are you doing? They say, hey, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay. Yeah. And, or, or they say, you know what? I can't complain because I'm doing better than someone else. But, but this is the thing. You're not being honest with how you really feel. Because it, it doesn't matter how your neighbor or your friend how, what they're going through, you're suffering loss yourself. like you're going through a difficult time. It doesn't matter that that other people are go- having a, an even worse time. You have, to, you have to be honest with yourself to say, "Hey, you know, what? I'm going through this period of time, and it kind of sucks. I'm having a hard time, I'm struggling." I'm wrestling. You have to allow yourself to say that you're struggling. You have to to say, like in in Isaiah, it says, "My, My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. And there were people going through hardship, and they were honest with how they felt. They told God, it says, you know, why do you say? Why do you constantly say? And and they were complaining. Now, now, of course, their complaints were not accurate, but it was honest. It was how they felt. This is my way is hidden from from the Lord. My cause is disregarded. My cause has been ignored by my God. So they they now that wasn't true. You know God didn't ignore them, but that's how they felt so they they honestly felt that God forgot about them. God is ignoring them, God is disregarded th- disregarding them, and even in their complaints there there was honesty and if you notice, it was their honesty and their complaint that actually catalyzed this um Isaiah bringing them comfort. So this is why I want to encourage you. Whatever you're going through right now, and maybe you don't say it out loud and, and definitely don't post it on, on Facebook, but you got to be honest with how you really feel with God. Say, God, I don't like it. I don't like what I'm going through. I don't like this past year. I, I'm struggling, God. I feel like you have let me down. I feel like you have disregarded my cause. I feel like you've forgotten about me. And it, and it starts with honesty. Because without honesty, you're never going to admit that you need, you need healing. So that's, that's my first encouragement. Just to, just to be really, really honest with where you are. You know, if you feel like giving up, you feel, you feel discouraged, you feel tired, you feel like, like you're a failure... It's okay. It's okay. Be honest. Be honest. Even if it's not true reality, but if you feel it in your heart, just be honest. Just to say to God, God, I'm struggling. I just, I I feel like this is just not fair. God, this is not fair. You know, by the way, that's what, that's what they were saying in, in Isaiah 40. It says, my cause is disregarded by my God. Uh, The word for cause is, is the word, uh, my, my court case. You know, he was talking about injustice. He says, my, my case, Um, you know, I have this case before God and God has disregarded. He has, he's, he's not paying attention. He has ignored me. He's not bringing me justice. And what they're saying, what they were saying was they're saying, this is not fair. This is not fair. And that's the first step. That's the first step towards healing is just to be honest with your emotions and feelings. And, and if you're frustrated with God, you're frustrated with your church, with your spouse, with your kids, with the financial situation you're in or health or whatever else. So the first step towards finding healing for your soul is, is honesty. Is honesty. The second step is uh empathy so the h in in the word heal is honesty the e is the word empathy you know empathy is just feeling allowing just allowing yourself to feel um the emotions that you have and and what i'm talking about it's not necessarily it's not empathy for other people it's 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 empathy for yourself and one of the issues is that we we don't we don't show ourselves empathy. We don't allow ourselves to be weak. Um, we judge ourselves. And that's, that's one of the problems that we are very difficult on ourselves. We think that we are stronger than we are. And we think that we should be better than we, we actually are. And we don't show ourselves empathy. So, so pastor, I want to encourage you show yourself some, some empathy. You know, in the, in the text of, of Isaiah, it says, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. It's like, even like, look, even the strongest person, the youngest, most vigorous person, they get discouraged. They want to give up. And it says, well, it's okay. Like, we all get into that place, and we, we need to show ourselves empathy. And, and this is one of the things that I've been learning. You know, if I don't show myself empathy, I'm not going to be able to show other people empathy either. So I don't know if you've, been, if you've noticed that if you've been less empathetic towards other people if you're less patient with other people, the root of that is because you lack empathy for, your, for yourself. So how it works is this. You know, you, you try to suck up your, your pain and your suffering, and you say, you know what? Other people have it worse than me. Don't complain. Don't talk about it. So you, you, you don't allow yourself empathy, so you suck it up. But as soon as you hear someone else start to complain a little bit, start to whine, you look at that, that person who's suffering and you're like in disgust. You're like, who, who are you? Like, do you know what I'm going through? So, so one, of, one of the things that, that we do, it, it's called comparative suffering. We look at the, the suffering of other people out there in the world and we compare it with our own and we say, you know what, I'm, I'm not suffering as much as other people, so maybe I shouldn't complain. Like, oh, like, I don't have it as bad as them. Like, I still got a job, you know, my, and my kids are doing okay and I got my health and okay, I got nothing to complain about. So because you're not honest about your struggles you also don't allow yourself you don't show yourself empathy and when you don't show yourself empathy it leaks out it leaks out on others because when other people start complaining you'll start looking at them like who who are you to complain like i can't believe you're doing that like why are you complaining don't you know there's other people out there who have it worse than than you so so that's the key. If you see yourself getting less, showing less empathy to other people, it's because you haven't been showing yourself enough empathy. But the, you know, the opposite is true. If you, if you show yourself more grace and more empathy and you say to yourself, you know, it's okay, I'm struggling, but it's okay. This is a hard time. We're all struggling. Even use Get tired and weary, young men stumble and fall. That's that's okay. And once you start showing yourself empathy, you know what that does? That that increases the the well of empathy that you can show to other people. And and so show yourself empathy. Just say it's okay. It's okay. You know, because your your soul right now, you might not realize it, but your soul is in distress. Like you're you've experienced loss. Some genuine loss in your life. Loss of community. Maybe even loss of identity. Loss of opportunity. There, there's we're experiencing a lot of loss right now. You know, maybe people have been leaving your church. Maybe you've lost loved ones. People moving out of town. We're going through loss, and you need to show yourself empathy. It's okay. It's okay to complain. It's okay to say, you know what? This hurts. This sucks. And just sh- just show yourself some empathy to say to pastor your own soul, to be gentle to your own soul, and to say, you know what? Even youths get tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall. It's okay. It's okay you're having a, a tough time. Like, you don't have to be Superman. So that's the letter E in heal. So we have honesty, empathy. And then the letter A is the word abiding, abiding. That you got to find time to abide with God, to, to set aside time to get alone with God, just you and, and your shepherd, you and your father. And what I do is I, I recommend at least once a week, Setting aside at least two hours, maybe a little longer, to go to a place by yourself just to sit in God's presence, just to abide with God. In uh, in verse 31 of Isaiah 40, says, Those who wait upon the Lord, those who hope in the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint." It says when when you wait upon the Lord, when you wait expectantly, wait in hope, what happens is that God renews your soul, renews your your spirit, renews your strength. That we, we need that time of recharging. Right? We like it's like our lives, like we run on this battery of self discipline and personal strength. But where do you go to recharge that that battery? You need to go into the presence of God and abide. You need to refill that that well if you're running low. You know the picture the picture that comes comes to mind is for me Psalm twenty three. Where it says, you know, "Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not be in want." He says, "He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul." And it's interesting what's going on there is that the shepherd is forcing the sheep to lie down. I mean, it's a beautiful green pasture, this beautiful stream, the still waters, and but the sheep don't want to stay there and rest he says he has to make me lie down i don't want to lie down i want to run around i want to go do stuff i want to explore i want to go check out some stuff but it says the good shepherd makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters he says have a drink just just lay here rest and he says he restores my soul he restores my soul and I feel like this season, that's what God has done for me. That, you know what? I, I like to run fast. I like to go far. I like to do a lot. I multitask. I got a bunch of projects. But this whole season, this almost this year, has been a time of spiritual renewal for me. Because, you know, it's crazy because I'm, it's weird because I, I, I'm an extreme extrovert. I need to be around people. But during this pandemic, I've been hold up here in my office most of the time, because number one, my kids, my teenage uh, girls are at home and they're doing school from home. And my wife, she's a school teacher. She has to teach from, from, from home. And so they kicked me out of the house. They're like, you don't stay around here. Um, so I go to my office at the church and I'm there by myself, almost like 80%. Like I don't, of my, my day, I don't see another soul. And I'm just here with my books and with Jesus. And at first I was a little frustrated. It's like, man, I can't go places. Let me tell you, this year has been probably one of the greatest years of spiritual renewal in my life. Now I wouldn't have chosen it, but he made me lie down in this green pasture. And I've been abiding with Jesus like every day, every day. I've never been more consistent in my own devotions and more prayerful and more close and more in tune. And I feel like God has used this time to reinvigorate my soul. And I just want to tell you, if if you've been wondering why you're so tired it's probably because you haven't been abiding it's probably because your battery is running low and you haven't you haven't recharged it in the presence of jesus so find that time of abiding i I recommend this is what i tell the the people i disciple i disciple uh, several people right now. Um, I have six people in two different groups, uh, six men that I disciple in two different groups. And I have a a cohort of five, uh, church planters that I am mentoring. And what I recommend is this. I said, every day you got to get into the word, you got to read the Bible and you shouldn't have any zero days. You got to at least read something at least read something. Even if it's, even if it's um, getting on the Bible app and letting the Bible app read to you. You just turn on the audio. Just get into the Word somehow. Get the Word of God into you somehow. Something every day. I say that's the minimum. But also, at least once a week, set aside a morning and afternoon of abiding, of going deeper with God, to journal to look into the Word, to write God a letter, to, to pray, to go for a walk. And that, that's just, you know, that's just the minimum. That's just the minimum. So we, we have to learn how to abide. That, that needs to be a regular process. It says he, Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. That Do the waiting. You've got to wait on God. You've got to abide with Him. And then the letter L in, in the word heal is looking deeply. Looking deeply. That during your time of abiding, it's it's not just it's not just praying and, and doing nothing. What you're doing is you're looking deeply at the face of God, and you're getting to know God in a deeper way. Because because like if you look at that the text in Isaiah forty, it says like do, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And it says, do you not know? Have you not heard? Like, don't, don't you remember this? It says, the Lord, Yahweh. It's interesting that, that the people of Israel called God in a real personal, covenantal way, they called him Yahweh. He says, do you not know, have you not heard Yahweh, you know, the person that you call on all the time? He is the everlasting God. It's like, look, look, look deeper. He's not just, he's not just Yahweh. He's not just the Lord. He's also the creator. But, but look even deeper. He, he's the creator of the ends of the, of the earth his, his, he's the everlasting God. He's wise, his understanding, no one can fathom, but he's also caring. He loves you. He said he gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. He's compassionate. He's caring. Earlier in, in Isaiah 40, it, it says that he shepherds, he, 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 he shepherds his flock right he tends his flock he says those those lambs he he picks up those lambs and he carries them in his arms next to his bosom and so even even the lambs with with young right i mean the sheep that have young he says he he will lead gently it's like he's a shepherd it's like not, all, not only is he yahweh but he's also the everlasting god He's the creator, but he's also your sustainer, your comforter. He's also your shepherd. And it says, look, you got to look deeper. Go, go deeper. And not just not just what you have always done. I want to encourage you that I know for, my, for myself, it's easy to fall into studying the Bible for the sake of working on a sermon, working on a bible study, you know, working on a on a on a book or a lesson or a workshop, you know, for someone else. I want to encourage you to try to look deeply for yourself. Look deeply into the face of God for yourself. Because that that's how God's going to uh, transform us. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse verse 18, um, it, it, it says, uh, and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into that same image from one degree of glory to another. It says, as you look deeply, God, what, you know what's happening? God is transforming you into that image that you're looking at. So that's, that's my encouragement to you. That's the HEAL process, H-E-A-L. Start with honesty. Just saying, hey, I'm not doing well. I need help. I'm struggling. So first step is being honest. Second step is empathy. Show yourself empathy. Like, be kind to yourself. Speak gently to yourself. You know, it's interesting because i know that pastors because i am one we you know we what we do is we try to care for other people we try to comfort other people we try to show empathy for other people but we're very mean to ourselves we say mean things to ourselves we judge ourselves and i just want to tell you like like we need to pastor ourselves like pastor your own soul You know, in in Isaiah 40, God tells Isaiah to, you know, his role as a prophet in verse 1 and 2, it says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. And that was Isaiah's job to shepherd the people of Israel. And I just want to tell you, like, okay, we're, we're supposed to shepherd God's people, but we're also supposed to shepherd ourselves. So we need to show ourselves empathy to comfort your own soul to speak tenderly to your own soul because right now one of the things that's happening is you probably say some very mean and judgmental and harsh things to yourself you say like man you're you're a loser you're you're so dumb man you're you can't do this when we say all these negative things we don't show ourselves empathy so, Pastor, please show yourself some empathy. That's the letter E. Letter A is abiding. Just at least once a week. Maybe it's on your Sabbath or your, you know your day off. Get alone with God and just to sit in his presence. And then letter L is looking deeply, looking deeply. Like go, go and and just study study God. He says, and we beholding the glory of the Lord, we contemplating the Lord, that, that we're looking as in a mirror. It's like, look deeper. And that's how God is going to transform us and will, will renew us, right? If you do these four things, Honesty, empathy, abiding, and looking deeply. There's a promise. It says, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So this is the promise. That if you do these things, God will renew your strength. That, you, that God will give you new strength to do these things. And it says, they will soar on wings like eagles. Like you, If you think about it, like an eagle, when an eagle soars, it's really not putting up any effort because all it has to do is put out its wings and it catches the thermal updrafts uh, of the wind and it just soars above things. Right? So that's what, that's what the picture is. God wants you to soar. There'll be times when it's just going to be effortless and God will give you that strength to do that. But not only that, it says, uh, He'll give you strength to run and not grow weary, that there will be times of productivity that you're just going to be going further, faster, accomplishing much, and and God will give you that strength to do all those things. And you don't have to do it yourself. But there will be times, and I think this is most of life, most of life is just about walking. It's not about running. It's not about soaring. Most of life is just about walking. Most of ministry is just about walking. The next step, the, ne- the next person, the next problem, the next uh, project, it's just walking. And it says, you will be able to walk and not, not be faint, right? Not, not faint out of discouragement, not give up. So that, that's my encouragement to you. I know it's been a hard time. I know you've been carrying the burdens for other people. But it's, it's worth it. So I want to thank you for joining me on the restarts of the Struggling Pastors podcast. Uh, I plan to do more interviews. I'd love to interview um, some of you out there. Um, contact me if, if uh, this has been helpful or if you have any, um, any suggestions or of topics or anything like that. So thank you for joining me. Again, this is uh, Pastor Tian Doan um, with the Struggling Pastors podcast. We hope to hear from, from you soon. God bless.